Francisco 49ers victorious in week 13 over the Miami Dolphins, 33-17. But uh, the score is almost secondary to the story of what's going on with the San Francisco 49ers team now heading into the stretch run. Jimmy Garoppolo injury, very last pick in the NFL draft. Mr. Irrelevant quarterback Brock Purdy, the rookie, comes in, helps the 49ers get to the finish line in this game. Will he help him get to the finish line in the regular season? Does he need to? All that and more, including game balls in the biggest plays in Week 13 against the Dolphins. Coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Rapid React Postgame Podcast here. Brian Peacock, as always, alongside Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making this your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Seeing a ton of people right now already into the chat, joining us live. Appreciate all of you. Oh, what a what a season. What a team this is, Croc. Uh, before we get going, I do want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Whoo, doggy. Can we start with, there's a lot to get to, quarterbacks, where Jimmy's at. We're, we're getting some bad news about Jimmy Garoppolo right now here. Um, I want to start with the scoreboard and the game and Nick Bosa. Two games in a row, crock. Closing it out for the San Francisco 49ers. Last week, it was the fourth down sack against the Saints to complete the shutout. This week, it's the strip sack. He hits Tua before his arm even goes all the way back. I thought it was an incomplete pass live and saw how quickly Bosa got there, hit him. And it was like, nope, that is a fumble picked up by Dre Greenlaw. Just an amazing game from the defensive side of the ball. Once again, for the 49ers, if the question was, you know, is it the, uh, uh, the, the immovable object against the what kind of force is it? The the I don't even remember what the saying is, but I know we get we know what you're saying. Though. I know what you're saying. It's the immovable object with yeah, yeah the in, impenetrable force against the immovable object is that what it is? Something. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, Nick Bosa, 14 and a half sacks on the year, uh, and closing out another game for the San Francisco 49ers that no matter who the quarterback is. It looks a lot the same when the 49ers win a football game, and it's usually won predominantly by the defensive side of the ball. So I want to start there on defense. Nick Bosa's performance, another couple of sacks in this game. And by the way, Croc, as pointed out to me earlier on Twitter by multiple listeners, um, I believe 12 and a half sacks was the line that we said to was the easiest money from our friends at bet online all year long. And oh yeah, yeah that's going to be an easy one. To we, we said that early. We said, Oh, oh. smash the over. Yeah. Smash I mean, the over. Even climbed from where I, I think I got it at maybe 11 and a half and it climbed from there. Uh, wherever you got it at, you are golden 14 and a half sacks already this season from maybe defensive player of the year. Nick Bosa. Am I the only one that when Nick Bosa makes a play that does this? <laughs> oh, everybody my, does. My, my wife was looking like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I, between him and, and George Kittle, I, and we didn't get to see that too much, but yeah, I'm hitting those two. Yeah, I, I love this. And I love just his personality. Um, there was the the mic'd up stuff during the week that we saw a lot of with uh, 
I couldn't agree more when he's when he after <laughs> his response <laughs> to Fred Warner's. I mean, it's just unbelievable what he does and just like kind of low key. And I, yeah, I love the sack. And he, he's looking at somebody specifically on the sideline when he does that because he can say he like looks for a person, smiles, and gives him that. Maybe it's just the entire sideline. I don't know exactly who he's looking at specifically, but. Love it. Nick Bosa's been coming up big. The 49ers defense. Eric Armstead, so important in this game. He's more of a pressures than sack guy, but those pressures are important. We saw him multiple times again tonight. And Jimmy Ward coming with the pick, right? Like this, this defense, when you get Jimmy Ward making plays, Eric Armstead back now with Bosa already doing Bosa things. Um, Hold on, Peacock. Yeah. I don't like how you said that. Like when, when you get Jimmy Ward making plays, it felt like a slight. At, at Jimmy Ward, I think, I, didn't you? I think you like we're calling him out even a little bit during the no, week. No, I didn't call I, him I out. Had been. I said I don't think that the nickel is his strongest position. Mm -hmm. I think safety is his strongest position, but he can play in the nickel. So, and I'd say he probably would agree. That's why he said I'm out of here when the season's over. <laughs> So the defensive side of the ball up to the challenge once again and uh, and really taking it, even with that uh, a couple of haymakers too. The Trent Sherfield revenge play. First play of the game, right? What were your thoughts, Croc, when Trent Sherfield's running down the sideline and it was like, okay, that's a quick 7 nothing lead against this defense from Mike McDaniel's offense and the Miami Dolphins. And it wasn't even Waddle or Tyreek Hill that time. It was Trent Sherfield. That was scoring that long touchdown. Did you get a little bit worried at that point? A couple, a couple seconds into the game. No, definitely not. I was not worried at all. I mean, the only time I was remotely worried was when you see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, kind of stand on the sideline and, and something's not right. Outside of that, there wasn't a worry about their offense. I will say this about their offense, and they did this early and often. I thought they did a really good job. And whatever Mike McDaniel was doing, there was gaping windows in his defense, but. The RPOs, man, those things were killer. You hear about it, and Tua, Tua's been good with the RPOs. That was something he did very oh, yeah. well at uh, uh, Alabama. Yep. Like that was a strength of his, just the RPO throws to and hit guys like Rugs, hit guys like Jerry Judy. Like he did that early and often there, and he's gotten with a head coach that really has learned how to implement that and create these gaping windows. So everybody talks about him being accurate, but a lot of times he doesn't have to be as accurate because the windows are so open because of the threat of the run game. And you see, when you look at the stats, they really got away from the run game. Jeff Wilson, one carry. Raheem Mostert, what was it, like six, seven carries on the entire game? So they had to get away from the run game, but in turn, you had these gaping windows that you were throwing into because of the threat of it. And I thought that was cool, but he wasn't on his game. He missed several throws. He had several drops. And look, I'm not complaining. That's y'all fault. That's y'all. That's y'all fault. <laughs> bad, bad Miami. But the 49ers definitely, uh, uh, really benefited off of Tua not being on his A game. And I think in the second half, it was more so of he's making throws, but then the 49ers defense started to tighten, tighten down. So. I expected to see more of what we saw in the second half in the first half, but a great adjustment by D'Amico Ryans to start to really understand, all right, this is what we're going to have to do to really defend what it is that Miami is doing. And those RPOs, you know they're coming, but, man, seeing it live, I was like, whew, it's, it's tough to defend. It's amazing that every single quarterback the 49ers have faced this year, the 49ers defense has made them look somewhere between mediocre and just awful, except – except Patrick Mahomes and the right. Kansas City Chiefs, who put up 44 points on him. But since then, 
This is the first time that a team has scored in the second half against the 49ers on that long touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. But even with the haymaker to start the game, another big one to Tyreek Hill in the second half, 17 points. A field goal was the only other time they scored in that game. So even though they got hit with a couple big plays, and that's what you worried about coming in against an offense that put up points like the Miami Dolphins had, the 49ers were up to it on defense and made Tua look as bad as he's looked all year long. And I think that's the key for this defense. You think you come in and you're this many points per game offense? When you come to Santa Clara and you face the 49ers, you're not that many points a game offense. Cut it in half. I think the bigger thing with that was how the 49ers moved him off of the spot. There's a couple things I noticed with Tua. And I noticed with Brock Purdy as well. But they, both of those guys, they don't have the strongest of arms. And a lot of people, I think uh, uh, there was somebody in my comments like, well, when you're throwing short passes, you don't have to have a strong arm. And yes, that is, not, that's not even really true, right? Everybody correlates big arm with throwing the ball down the field. That's not it. Just drive throws, maybe being able to throw more flat footed because you have this stronger arm. Uh, some of the windows that you could typically throw into the other guys might not attempt those type of throws because you have a bigger arm. And there were passes by Tua that were dying on him. Like mid-air, the ball was dying mid-flight. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't remember his arm being like weak like this. And you saw that with a lot of throws. And I thought, you know, we saw some of it with Purdy. The 49ers actually benefited on the play where Purdy didn't have a strong arm. He tried to drive this throw near the uh, goal line to Debo Samuel. And the ball took so long to get there that the defensive back got there too soon. Whereas with a quarterback with a bigger arm, the ball jumps up on Debo and maybe it's better timing by the defensive back. But you saw some of that in there, but I thought overall, and I'm Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, seventh round pick, last pick in the draft. I thought he was awesome, right? They, yeah, they're missed throws, whatever. Like he's coming in cold, no reps, no nothing, right? No starting reps. You're probably not even, I, he probably can count on one hand how many reps he got leading into this game. He's not getting reps outside of being a practice squad quarterback, like a, a scout team quarterback. So for him to come in and do what he did, man, I was extremely impressed by him. Extremely impressed by Brad Purdy. Plays on the move, all that. Now he missed. There was a throw he made. He made on the move to Debo Samuel, and uh, uh, like Christian McCaffrey got hit from the bag, but Debo Samuel yeah, caught yeah, the yeah. ball on the sideline. The more reps he gets, Debo was wide open in the first window, and Brad yeah. Purdy didn't pull the trigger, and he had mm -hmm. a good pocket at that time. But those are things that more reps he gets, he'll start to see that. And he'll benefit from that, and he'll hit that throw with timing and rhythm. And there were some other throws he did hit were under pressure, throw to George Kittle. Uh, I thought that was awesome, up to seam. You know, there were some really good things he did. By the way, a uh, little assist to Christian McCaffrey on that throw, because I think he might have boxed out. I think it was Baker, <laughs> the linebacker a little bit, but did it very smooth. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to kick it here. He kind of got hit in the back. Uh, allowing Debo to make sure he hit that, got that catch unimpeded. Uh, more on Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, aside from the 49ers win, and maybe even bigger than the 49ers win right now, is the story of what's going on now at quarterback for the rest of 2022. Next. This holiday, find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single barrel bourbon, let's say, or the perfect gift for anyone on your list. Maybe a little mezcal if you're buying something for me. That's what I prefer. Uh, Croc, I know he likes his um, his Henny. I know he does that. I know he's a tequila guy as well. Whiskey. Um, Croc, is, Croc doesn't discriminate is, is actually what I've learned about. about I do him. not. <laughs> 
And, and uh, Greg Pinelli, by the way, in the chat has some stories to tell about Croc in Vegas that we have to get to <laughs> off the air. Uh, but all of what you want to find, you can find at Total Wine and More. All the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. You'll love what you find, and you'll find what you love only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup and delivery is available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly and be 21. At Locked On 49ers, we believe home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially this holiday season. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On 49ers listeners 40% off a new security system. So do not put this off any longer. When you have that video camera on, when you have that that meter on one of your doors, when you have something on a window, just the, the feeling of knowing that your home is safe, that your loved one is safe, that your stuff is safe when you are not at home, uh, that you have uh, uh, an alert that could happen. If there is, for some reason, a break-in in your home, the effectiveness of the technology involved, feeling that extra support by the team at Simply Safe. Uh, there's nothing like it. So yeah, give that gift over the holidays of that safety to you and your family with Simply Safe. And right now, don't miss your chance to save big on your favorite security system. 40% off any system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. I want to thank everybody once again for making Locked On 49ers your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Croc, Brock Purdy. Clearly, Nick Bosa gets a game ball in this one. We don't even have to wait till the final segment of this podcast to give him one. Tons of players on defense, I think, deserve one as well. When you're looking at the quarterback situation, and everything we're learning right now is that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be done for the year with a, a, another broken ankle for a, another quarterback. Um, we can talk about the play a little bit, uh, maybe him buying time and, and should have gotten the ball out of his hands a little sooner, so you're not taking a hit like that. You're not getting dragged down. We've seen both quarterbacks. It was a situation where a big man is hitting you and another guy is hitting you at the same time, and uh, bones break when you get hit by big men like that, unfortunately for the 49ers. Now it has happened twice, and now you have the very, like, if <laughs> this story wouldn't even be believable if you tried to sell the script, right, to somebody in Hollywood. Those are like, okay, look, you trade all these draft picks to get Trey Lance. Then the guy who was supposed to be here, you're trying to trade, he's hurt, so you can't trade him in the offseason. He comes back. Trey Lance, this guy you traded all this for, gets hurt. Now Jimmy Garoppolo comes back. Now you're playing great football. He's playing as good as he has. The morning of the football game, there's stories written that he's going to sign a long-term deal again now with your team, right? And he's going to cash in this offseason. Now he gets hurt, and guess who's the only guy left on the end of the bench? It's the very last pick in the NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy that has to come in. And maybe now, maybe now Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant has to save your season. How did Brock Purdy look to you? If this is the answer to all the questions that we've seen, we'll get to all of it. If the answer to the question is, well, it has to be Brock Purdy now. That's it. It's Brock Purdy the rest of the way. Can the 49ers 
do what they need to do this year with Brock Purdy? And do you give Brock Purdy a game ball for the performance coming in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo Sunday? Oh, you 100% give him a game ball. All right, so let's start with that. You give him a game ball. He was a gamer, man. He was tough. He made the throws when he absolutely had to, right? We saw that. And the guy, again, I talked about no reps, no game plan, no starting reps. Uh, you know, it's it's really tough to be thrown into that situation. And he came in early. Was it the first drive Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt or the second drive of the game? First first drive. Not, not the first drive. Okay, well, second drive. But was it the first drive? It was the first drive. I, when the injury happened, I had to go back and I was kind of behind for a little while of the game because I was pulling some uh, s- some pizza bagels out of the oven for my son. And I was like, wait, what just happened? I had to run back in the room and see what was going on. I almost burnt myself. Um, and so I didn't see the play. And then I saw the replay of the play. I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening with Jimmy Garoppolo right now with this team. Um, but it was early in the game. It was first quarter. Brock Purdy was in the football game. Yeah. Right. So he played pretty much dang near the whole game. And, you know, terrific throws, missed throws. I would assume the more he plays, he'll start to settle down. Now, I say that with all young quarterbacks, right? Like, nobody gives young quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt like I do. Because I see those guys consistently playing and get better. The thing that you run into with Brock Purdy is naturally, he's just not as talented as other guys. So when you're not as talented, right? We look at a guy like Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins... If you just look at stats, only three guys, I think it is, over their first 16 starts in the NFL, through in NFL history, through for more passes than Nick Mullins. All right, so I'm going to say that again for y'all if you missed it. There's only three quarterbacks in NFL history that threw for more passing yards than Nick Mullins in their first 16 starts. All right, so... Kyle Shanahan really can figure out how to get by with a guy that isn't as talented. The issue is from game to game, there's just at times can just be a drastic drop off because you just have absolutely no idea. And then they might not have the physical capability to overcome some of the things that are going to be thrown at them. And Kyle Shanahan can try to offset that. But I do believe that there's a reason why his record is the way it is uh, when he does not have Jimmy Garoppolo who, gives you consistent, competent play, uh, you know, throughout the year. So Brock Purdy, I hope for the best. I think he's a guy that looked like a gamer. I was happy to see that, but it's kind of going to be a week-by-week thing just because of the talent discrepancy that you typically see from guys like him. It is one thing for a quarterback to look good in a small sample with Kyle Shanahan, all the playmakers the 49ers have on offense, and very different for when teams get a book on you when teams get to go back and watch film on what you're doing and teams come back and have a plan for you specifically as a quarterback for the long term game at, game in and game out can you adjust to the adjustments right there there's it's a big difference we saw it this week with mike white mike white went for three touchdowns everyone's like hey tom brady was a six rounder mike white was a fifth rounder maybe this is the next tom brady for the new york jets right and then he comes back and you know they're barely scratching out field goals uh, against the Vikings this week, it looked a lot different. And, and that's Vikings, by the way, who have like the worst defense, worst yeah. pass defense in the NFL. They've been getting gouged on defense recently. Yeah. And we, I mean, you laid it out perfectly with, with Nick Mullins. And so they got through this one and Brock Purdy, uh, there's the things you like. Okay. 
little bit of athleticism, a little bit of playmaker ability to him. He ran a 484, I think it was the combine, which is not blazing fast, but it's fast enough. He's got some functional athleticism in the pocket. He's an he's an athlete, he's a football player, gets out, makes some plays. Um, he does not have a good arm. One of uh one of our listeners said he it looks like he's throwing a two-day-old balloon. And while hilarious, maybe not getting him enough credit <laughs> for his arm. It's like he does like he's got less like if you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo's arm, you're definitely not gonna like Brock Purdy's arm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you talked about it with Tua. The the first, we, you could see it in this game with Tua. Part of it is the 49ers defense making it more. The different. drive throws. It's, it's the, the, the drive further throw. he throws, the less accurate you are because it's not just a boom. And we see it with Jimmy all the time. He's got just all upper body, all arm. And he can snap that short throw off. But when he has to really drive a throw deep, you see the 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 accuracy wane a little bit. And you get sometimes you throw a little too flat and you throw it deep. Sometimes you, it hangs up. Sometimes you miss it outside. Sometimes you. You know, you doink one underneath. So uh, we started to see that with him. We're going to see that with Brock Purdy. But that probably doesn't change the offense all that much. Can he facilitate the playmakers? You know, a lot of screens, a lot of Christian McCaffrey. I thought Christian McCaffrey could have got 20, 20, uh, 20 targets in this game in the passing game. There, there, there are times when Christian McCaffrey is just, you know, he's just running a little swing route, a check down type stuff out of the backfield. But he's uncovered. It's like, get him the ball in these situations. It's almost like McCaffrey should be the second read on every play. It's like, okay, one, let's double check McCaffrey. Okay. And then go here. You know? <laughs> I mean, like get the ball to McCaffrey as much as possible. Short Debo as well. Tunnel screen, whatever it is, like screen passes galore. Get the ball into your hands of your yak guys, your playmakers. I think that's what we might see more of and and probably need to see more of going forward with Brock Purdy. Because you're not – look, he's still a rookie. There's a lot he hasn't seen yet, the speed of the game. But I do like that it didn't look like it was too much for him. Uh, he seemed pretty confident out there. I like the competitive nature. I like that he was making some plays. But then, you know, that first drive he was in there, he's rolling right throws it way late across the field left to IU like that that's like pick six type stuff it could have been you know but and, and the things that he'll learn right like right. just the more reps the quickly. game starts slowing down yep. you know th- those are probably things that he'll start to you know just see quicker or understand what he can and can't do and with the game moving as fast because now this is not preseason and we watched him in preseason and even then I saw kind of like oh this guy's arm is a little but it's even more magnified when the NFL teams start preparing for you and how fast they move and close on things. So uh, those are things that he's getting, you know, what can he get away with? What can't he get away with? Kyle Shanahan is going to have to learn who Brock Purdy is. What can Brock Purdy get away with? What can't he? And I'm pretty sure he has a good idea of what that is right now. But as the games goes on, I'm, I'm curious to see like how does Kyle Shanahan game plan around his skill set. Uh, the good thing is, if you are a Brock Purdy, you went to the perfect team because you have so many weapons that do so well run after catch that you don't have to make all the drive throws. Unless teams start saying, uh, let's sit on all these guys' routes and let's force them to throw the ball down the field, which yeah. I've been waiting for guys to do against right. Jimmy Garoppolo. I think NFL teams wait until the playoffs to do that against Jimmy G. But uh, that's going to be curious to see you know, how Brock Purdy responds to that. And if he can respond well to that, then – that you know, you, you there is hope. There is hope for this season, which is what he's going to see. He's going to see both. He's going to see more pressure. He's going to see more defenders dropping. You know, he's going to see uh, rotating safeties. Right. He's going to see everything you could throw at a guy to figure out what works against him. And so I don't know, but. Trell says that Purdy to Debo throw in between two players was good. There was the throw where he was getting hit from a, a free rusher, got it off to. George Kittle, I think maybe the only George Kittle catch in the game, potentially. Um, he did throw a couple of darts. There were some really nice throws from Brock Purdy. So there's there's definitely something to build on here, which is why Croc, right? We're going to give him a game ball for, for this one. Big we w- are giving him a, a game ball. And a dart for, for one guy is kind of different than a dart for another guy. Yeah. But you can get by. Listen, guys, you can get by 
with not throwing with the most velocity. You, you just have to have uh, to be able to throw with more anticipation. And I think with that throw, there was a guy kind of sitting there and he threw it where, you know, Casey started working back this way and boom, he got the ball out and more of that because that was awesome. And he did get it in between two defenders. I thought that was good. And he, he could work that range, right? We're not worried about his throw, you know, a 10 of a, a six yard throw to Debo Samuel. It's, driving passes up the seam consistently uh, like he did to, you know, to George Kittle. I thought that was an awesome mm-hmm. throw. That was the best throw of the game for him. Under pressure. Under pressure. Hit, free runner. Oh, yeah. And and put it where exactly where it needed to be. So a good start for Brock Purdy. Definitely something to build on for him. It's a good sign that the 49ers didn't completely fall apart going from Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. So a great sign. And really, all in all, if you were sitting next to someone who didn't really know that number 10 wasn't in the game and it was number 13 instead, they probably would have thought, you know what? All this doesn't look all that different, which is a very good sign for the 49ers because they're built on different stuff than let's put it all in the quarterback. Um, And especially how awesome that defense played. Tyler Bray, by the way, our guy Greg Pinelli is going to go – Finding out if Tyler Bray maybe gets the call once again to join the 49ers late in the season. They've got to add a quarterback if Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. So who will that be? Will it be someone to really actually compete, play above Purdy, play behind Purdy? Uh, we will find out. But Will uh, it be Trey Lance? And then, yeah, will Trey Lance come back? There's a ton to get to, and we'll have all t- kinds of time this week to answer all of those questions. That is the number one question I'm getting now. And I, I'd say, well, look, if there was any likelihood at all that Trey Lance was going to come back, that is infinitely higher now if Jimmy Garoppolo is indeed done for the season for the 49ers. More game balls coming up next. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is super fun and it is super easy. How easy is Price Picks to play? Well, any given day you can go play daily fantasy with Price Picks with the app or prizepicks.com and you can make entries in 60 seconds or less. You can make an entry in less time than it takes me to do this spot, right? All you do is you pick two to five players, not an entire team, just two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. You're not competing against other people. You're not competing against a big pool. You're not putting together entire fantasy teams. You're just picking a sport saying, I'm going to do more than this projection on prize picks. And then over here, I'm going to go less than boom, you're done. And the more you pick between two to five players and you hit them all, the more likely you are to win up to 10 times your money on that entry. Tons of NFL projections to play. Probably see some Brock, some Brock Purdy projections popping up for next week, potentially. NBA, NHL, PGA, we're talking college sports, we're talking motorsports, combat sports, MMA boxing, of course, esports, even you name it, you can find projections at Price Picks. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, price picks will give you 100 more. If you deposit 50, price picks will give you 50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We've got game balls for Nick Bosa Croc. We got game balls for Brock Purdy in this one. Croc, do we give a game ball to Kyle Shanahan? For beating his bestie, his his ex-wife, as it pertains to NFL terms, right? <laughs> uh, Mike McDaniel even said, you know, um, that that he would choose of his ex of his ex uh, coaches that he used to play with, he would choose Kyle as the one to marry, and he would kill Sean McVay because Sean McVay was the last one to beat him. This was in the offseason and beat him in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, uh, and I believe it was Kiss 
um, Lafleur over there in Green Bay. But he said, "Marry Kyle," because of how much time they spent together. They they are as much married as any NFL coaches have been for the past fifteen years, right? Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel brings his team to town, scoring thirty points a game. Kyle Shanahan has to go to his seventh round rookie quarterback and still won this game easy. Yeah, I say easy because the scoreboard makes it look like a blowout. Didn't feel like a blowout. But, Croc, do you give a 33-17 win? Do you give Kyle Shanahan a game ball here? You can give him a, a game ball, and I think he deserves one. But I'm going somewhere else with my first game ball. Okay. And it's kind of a little underrated aspect of this game, which you see it, but you look at the stat sheet and it doesn't look all crazy. But Debo Samuel, all right, he was so impactful. Right, not these crazy explosive plays, and we've seen that. Right, typically when we're giving Debo a game ball, it's like, man, forty yard run, you know, sixty yard touchdown run after catch screen and all that. But man, it was, and I see Robbie Gold. I, I don't know how, you know, he should have been first and foremost. But aside from Robbie Gold, like Debo Samuel, and I, I never knew like an, a nine yard uh, catch short of the first down could be so impactful. Now, I thought time and time again, he made these key clips. I mean, he's not getting any separation from guys, but it didn't matter. He's catching the ball. He forced pass interference. He's playing physical. He's carrying six defenders on his back. I think Debo, like, oh, I was so impressed with how he played, even though, again, it won't, the impact won't necessarily show up in the, on the stat sheet. Absolutely. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Um, Robbie Gold hitting every field goal, including the long one at the end that really put that game, what felt like, you know, two scores out of reach with the way the 49ers defense was playing against the uh, against the Miami Dolphins there. Uh, Drake Greenlaw, I've seen get nominated. I think he absolutely deserves it. Uh, of course, Fred Love Warren. Love the way he plays. Way he's I, always- I, was on a, I was on the Dolphins, uh, talked to some Dolphins fans, and I, I really brought that about Drake Greenlaw and, the, excuse me, the tenacious effort that he plays with on every single play, whether it's him, Fred Warner, as he's outside here. And I thought you saw all three of those guys flash just that wow. certain level of physicality, especially Greenlaw. And I'm pretty sure people, if you if you didn't watch, if you haven't watched a 49 game before, you did this with Jimmy G and Brad Purdy, but I'm going to do this with Fred Warner, uh, Greenlaw, and Aziz. But if you didn't know, you would just be like, 57 is the best linebacker I've ever seen. <laughs> right? like the way he's flying around. He's hitting guys. He's talking trap. Mouthpiece flying out his mouth. He doesn't care. He's talking stuff to uh, uh, Mike McDaniel. He's talking stuff to Tyreek Hill. He takes an amazing angle on Tyreek Hill to the sideline, stops him for like a two-yard gain, something that you would assume that Hill would get around that corner and score. So, oh, yeah, I, I talked about Tim McDonald, right? I got coached by Tim McDonald. And Tim McDonald would say, oh, when he saw a big hit, and that gave me a hard on, right? And I watched Dre Greenlaw, and I'm like, I get it. I get it, Coach McDonald. I get it. That was that was fun watching them. Yeah, I like your last two game balls. Like the the it was amazing to see a four-yard loss that exciting for Debo Samuel, right? When he gets away from four right. dudes and ducks them and, and just gets anything. And to be honest with you, if he had got one more little block there, or maybe he kind of ran into Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's like, oh, dude, you're still alive right now? You're still running? And they kind of bumped into him. It's like he could have been clean right there. He might have taken that one at least for a big game too. Like that was a crazy run by by Debo Samuel in a play that ended up being a four-yard loss, but it was amazing to see him do that. And Drake Greenlaw, the play where he stopped – Tyreek Hill from getting the first down on the outside and Tyreek kind of slowed up because he thought he was maybe juke him back inside because 
Dre Greenlaw was flying to the perimeter to to stop him and get him out of bounds before he made the first down. And he didn't let him get back inside either. either. So, you know, that's the fastest player in the NFL right there. The most dynamic player probably in the league. And Dre Greenlaw ran him down at the, uh, you know, he had the angle, but he ran him down at the at the boundary and, and made a really good play. So love seeing that. And you're right. If someone's watching the play and the, the 49ers defense didn't know, they'd say, oh, man, 57. Oh, maybe it's 51. They'd be like, oh, no, maybe it's 54. They're like, those guys are flying around making big plays. And so um, pretty fun to watch all of them. My game ball goes to Eric Armstead. Super impactful player. Love seeing him back in the lineup for the 49ers. He forced numerous plays the 49ers defense's way, even though, and this has kind of been his career, except for the one 10 sack season. When you look at his statistics, they don't blow you away, but I don't even think he had a tackle. Yeah, but it's all pressures, sound defense Um, for being sort of a tall defensive tackle. Cause usually defensive tackles that are really good against the run are a little bit more stout and built low to the ground. He's a tall guy, but he's really good against the run. And he's so good with his gaps. So good pressuring, uh, opposing offenses so great to see eric armstead back he gets a game ball from me in this one yeah and that I was one of the things this. that i Go i brought up you know talking about the 49ers as well you know just the things that didn't show up and i thought that that can be really the kind of the storyline of this game like the things that don't blow you away on paper but man, those guys did these things that were impactful. And I think that's even more <laughs> important, right? Like anybody can see, you know, oh, a 70-yard touchdown and be like, game ball. But when you see these guys just doing these little things consistently that like nobody really notices or don't show up in, in on stat sheets, but you just know how impactful that was to the team and really coming away with the win. I thought some of the, you know, three of the guys that we just mentioned, definitely uh, it, it holds true for them. I do want to address this one real quick from Sean. He says, wow, putting the injury on Jimmy brutal. I wasn't putting the in- injury on Jimmy. I was just saying what it was like in my head, going through the play by play, watch him go down. Z's like you, you want him to get rid of the ball. So he doesn't get dragged down. Cause those guys are coming from behind him. He doesn't quite know they're there. Um, that wasn't me saying, Oh, Jimmy got himself injured. You know um, it was just really unfortunate to see what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. Things were going so great for him. And the injury bug once again, jumps up and bites Jimmy Garoppolo. So many questions. Who can we sign? Johnny says, um, could, will Trey Lance come back? Trey Lance, will he come back in round one of the playoffs? If we could hold on, is he still eligible? They still have two spots. They have two returns from injured reserve to come back. I think they had earmarked those for Javon Kinlaw and Elijah Mitchell, but if Trey could come back, that might change things. We'll have to get deep into all of that. More reports. There's going to be MRIs on Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll find out exactly what's going on there. We'll talk a ton about the quarterback position. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, who else the 49ers are going to have to bring in somebody before the next game in week 14. So much to get into this week. Croc and I can't cover it all today, but we will be covering it for you every day here West Coast Manny, last one, he says, no way the Niners can make a playoff run with Brock Purdy as QB, right? I would say I think they can. You never know. <laughs> or you just go Nick Bosa and you just give it one of these shrugs. I don't know. With that defense, I think you always got a shot. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.